Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 61. I am Nick Beto. I'm Kate. And I'm Cameraman Cubby. And as you can probably tell, Cameraman Cubby is doing a phone-in. He uh, didn't want to drive up to the studio today. Um, this one is kind of going to be a bonus episode that nobody asked for. Um, as you remember from a couple episodes ago we had a little vacation um we went down to nashville tennessee and we never did actually run into nashville he was supposed to meet us and he got sick whether he was actually sick or it was the bottle flu i I guess we'll never know um but there was a handful of us and the three of us that are on this podcast um we were on that trip so we're just going to kind of do a little bonus episode of a Monster Jam World Finals recap. And, um, yeah, so once you start it off. Well, the trip was successful. We did make it down and make it back. No issues, so that was good. Um, as being the only girl in our truck full... That was quite the experience. Smelly. It was not smelly. You guys definitely were smelly. Um, lots of arguing about nothing, so that was really fun. Kudos to Nick and Cubby for both taking shifts driving through those long nights. That's just because we didn't trust the other two dipshits that were with us. You want to elaborate on that at all, Cubby? Well, Carson doesn't really have a good driving history. I mean, Peyton just, I mean, you know, he can drive, I guess, but half the time it's doing something illegal or something, so. <laughs> That's fair. Probably not great choices to be driving your pickup through yeah. St. Louis and Nashville. And yeah, that's true. That's true. So we're just going to kind of go through a whole step-by-step process when from when we left so kate's talking about the drive down on uh would have been wednesday night Mm -hmm. and we ended up getting down to our vrbo around 4 30 on thursday afternoon afternoon drove all night didn't stop uh like she said me and cameraman cubby split shifts and uh drove all the way down there all right we're going to do a round table here, starting with Cameraman Cubby. First impressions when we pulled up to the VRBO. You know, the farmhouse aspect of it was pretty cool. Uh, it was very far down a gravel road. That was very overgrown on the sides, so it was a little bit, uh, I don't know if you'd use the word sketchy or just nerve-wracking, driving down that long of a road with that much that many trees and grass that's just overgrown on a VRBO that you found on the internet, I guess. Well, not only that, but the, uh, you know, the, the, the road was overgrown and the, um, the house itself was fairly, you know, overgrown and not, the yard wasn't really kept up. They had a, they had a shed sitting there that had, what looked to be body parts of a cow or something hanging in there, just age drying, which was kind of cool. But at the same time, it's like, 
what the hell are we getting ourselves into? Are these the last guests that never checked out or that checked out earlier? What's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we heard something about farm fresh eggs in the morning, and I don't know if we were supposed to go on an egg hunt or what, but never did get to see those. No, but they did have chickens. And a peacock. But I didn't get no eggs. They they had a chicken and or chickens and a peacock. Uh, we named one of the chickens. Yeah, Marv, right? Yeah, Marvin. Yeah. Marvin, yeah. Kate, what were your first impressions of the uh, the wrong turn style VRBO? Very nice place, by the way. If the owners, when we left, I signed the whiteboard and I said, you know, the Beatles, North Dakota, and then I put. Hashtag North Bros Outdoors. So it's probably off the whiteboard now, but I did leave a little plug for us. Um, so yeah, what were your, what did you think when we were? Um, I think very first impression is missing the turn down the driveway and going very far from the turn and having to turn around. Um, that was the longest dead end I've ever been on in my life that literally never ended um like they said very overgrown but lots of animals uh, one peacock which was really cool you don't see those up here um but the pool that was pretty sweet that's probably definitely the selling point of that place the pool was cool and it was it was really clean um it was really clean for for what it was and um Okay, what was everybody's favorite part about the VRBO? Kate, you can go first. Um, mine was probably the pool. I know what you're going to say, and mine was not that. Uh, Cubby? I mean, I don't know. It was fun having the guitar. The bass guitar was pretty nice to have around. All right, mine is the bidet. That thing is freaking sweet. Yeah, I'm not too sure about those yet. Did you try it? I did. The best part about the bidet is when Papa Josh goes inside to check the place out before anybody else gets in there, and he <laughs> he pushes the lever down on it to see what it does with nobody sitting on the toilet, and it shot the wall in front of the toilet. <laughs> and then, it, you know, he went in, and it took him, took him like five to ten minutes to come back out. And when he finally came back out, he's like, "Yep, don't don't push the levers on those things. They're they're live. They're ready to roll." Yeah, I don't know. I kind of underestimated the power of those things too. I would have never expected it to shoot all the way out of the toilet and into the wall. So the back one, the the the, the they have a front and a back lever. This particular uh, model or design, yeah, model that they had, and the front one, I tried it and it felt like I got you know, punched in the nuts. Yeah, I don't they I mean they're high pressure, that's for sure. They could wash away quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> they work really well. I am not gonna get into what I was telling people about them, but uh they work pretty good. So now we're at uh now we're at Thursday evening after we've been at the VRBO for a little bit. Did we go down to the Grand Old Opry on Thursday? Yes. After supper, we used their grill, made some burgers and brats, I believe. Just kind of took in the place, explored all the 
nooks and crannies, chose our rooms, settled in, and then we wanted to venture out before night fell. So we went to the Grand Old Opry and checked that out. That was pretty cool. It was closed. Nobody was there. But uh, then we went to Dave and Buster's, spent Thursday evening there, and then we just kind of went back to the VRBO and uh, hung out. I meant to do this podcast while we were there, but we never really had time to do so. Uh, by the time we had gotten, um, by the time we got, you know, back where we could do that, everybody was tired and we just didn't, didn't ever do it. So, but yeah, so that was. Leave out the fact that we do suspect that they live in this house when like they aren't renting it out when it's not rented out on the weekends. That is true. That is a suspicion that we had uh, just by how well it was furnished. I mean, most VRBOs are furnished pretty well, but this one, like, th- there was something different about it where you could just tell that it seemed like these people, like Cameraman Cubby just said, they, they definitely lived there, you know, and, and, and I don't know where they went when they rented it out, but they, I, I agree. I think they definitely lived in that house. Yeah, the the canned... We're not a family photo, but the, I mean... The husband and the wife were in the photo on the end table of the couch. Right, and the like the canned hot peppers or beans or whatever was in the pantry. That's not really something you'd find at just a VRBO that they rent out. We also came to the conclusion that that's why they have a bidet in every single bathroom is because they touch all that hot stuff and you you know you gotta tread lightly in that situation. That's very fair. Now we're fast forward. I need so much pressure, though, for after eating all that hot stuff. Well, Plumba, maybe you can look into that and fix that for him next time we go down. I should. So then fast fast forwarding to Friday, um, we get up and we go to the zoo on Friday morning, and it was hot. There was an excessive heat warning all four days that we were down there, so it was pretty toasties, like... I would say midday was felt like 104, 105, so it was hot. It was very hot, and it gets hot up here in North Dakota too, but it doesn't get quite that hot. I mean, sometimes, but not really. It was hot every day we were down there. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the zoo. After the zoo, we went and <laughs> we went and ventured downtown. Cameraman Cubby, what was your favorite part about downtown? Definitely the Lime Scooters. You just hop on, swipe the card a little bit, or scan the code, and the code gives you the card, and you just get a ride. You just get to be free. And uh, you want to tell the people about your experience going off of Broadway? A lot of people that sleep in the streets up there. You don't have to go very far to find them either. What did any of them? Two off of Broadway, they're sleeping on every corner. Did they, did any of them try to steal your scooter? No, I didn't dare go by them. Turned around. You should have told Peyton to go over there. You know, I think he was really too scared to do so. <laughs> He's just all talk. But yeah, we went we went downtown. Um, we stopped in a few bars. We ate ate lunch at the Florida Georgia Line bar, and then. Uh, Went to a couple other bars, 
But about the third bar, after we spent $40 on three drinks, we decided to, to go back to the, the VRBO and hang out in the pool. And, uh, oh, I, I missed the step on Friday. So this is going to start getting into the actual reason we went down there, which was the 2023 Monster Jam World Finals. So on Friday after the zoo, we decided, right before we went downtown, we decided to go down to the stadium and try and buy tickets. We did not purchase said tickets because of the lack of detail in explaining how the ticket process works online. So the World Finals was broken into multiple sections through the three, four-day event, however long it was. We just chose to only go on Saturday. They had different meet and greets all set up. They had... Um, different challenges that they had throughout those days but the ticket buying process was very confusing and to this day I still do not think that Monster Jam itself knew what their ticket process was. I don't know if I really blame Monster Jam as much as I I don't know if it's the stadium or Monster Jam because where they had the the ticket booth blocked out they had um, like you couldn't get to the ticket booth you could get to the team store like the tennessee titans team store but you couldn't get to the physical ticket booth and i don't know what the deal was with that but long story short we ended up uh finding our tickets online bottom online and that's when we found out that the two-wheel skills challenge and the high jump competition was included in your main event ticket so then we go downtown, hang out, go back to the VRBO, yada yada. Saturday comes around, we wake up, kind of hang out a little bit, and our adventure started at about 11 o'clock. And we get going, and this is the tip of the week. If you're going to a big event, and most people are probably like, well, yeah, you didn't know that. Most, most of the time when you go to these big events, you know, whenever you go to Vikings games or whatever, you can park in a parking garage, and it's, you know, right by the stadium. Not down there. For the World Finals, buy, if you're driving yourself, buy your parking pass. That is the tip of the week for this week. If you're going to a big event like that, buy your parking pass before you get there. That way you won't have to walk a mile to get to the stadium. For sure, that was... If you wouldn't have been so cheap, you wouldn't have had to walk. You could have gotten a lime scooter, man. Yeah, Cubby's highlight of that whole trip was the lime scooter. You guys underestimate him. You wouldn't even give him a try. I've done them before. They're they're pretty fun. <laughs> so then, after we get our parking ticket or parking garage done, we walk over the bridge. We get into the stadium, and this is when going back to the ticket buying process. If I would, if I could leave a rating on how this was ran, I would give it a zero if I could. I think it might have to be a one. But I would definitely give it... It was not ran well. Not at all. I think that the circumstances of the day and specifically the weather helped our case a lot. If that would not have been, it would have been a long afternoon. So what, get into why it was why we think it was ran so poorly. Well... Because of how the course for the Monster Jam is set up, the trucks drop in at 
the level of the concourse of the 100 level concourse so it takes away a whole section of seating behind one of the goal posts with that said that also takes away walking space and entrances so we were walking in at one of the entrances one of two i believe and our seats were on the opposite end of the stadium so we had to walk all the way around would have been a short walk if that one section wasn't closed because of the ramp for monster jam but we had to walk all the way around to find our seats but once we got to the other side by the goalpost, they had that all blocked off yeah so it was open seating until four o'clock and mind you we're at like twelve thirty at this point because the the high jump and the two-wheel skills is supposed to start at one so then we find out that it's uh it's gonna be you know open seating until four o'clock which that open seating we're trying to find a seat which people have paid for for the main event which in theory you would like to sit in the seat that you paid for even during open seating so it's all however many thousand of us trying to fit into six sections on the 100 level. They wouldn't let us up to the two or 300 and they wouldn't let us up to the other side. So it was lots of people shoved into a very small space with a very immense lack of communication. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the, the attendance level, as far as how many people were there from the time we got there or the, the two wheel skills was supposed to start and to the time that the main event started, I would say that the amount of people there tripled. Absolutely. So then we get there, we get down to our seats. All is good. We actually got really cool seats that we, that, you know, if, if it would have played out where we could have watched it from there, it would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We were able to sit there for the intro of the two wheel skills, I guess. So all, I don't even know how many trucks were in the two-wheel skills. Eight, I believe. There were 20, just eight? 24 total, and I believe eight did the two-wheel skills. Oh, well, there, I think there was more than just eight that came out for that initial. I think it was the eight that came out for the two-wheel skills, and then it was the eight that came out for the high jump, because I don't believe they were all the same. Some of them were the same, but there was a couple different ones. Okay, so however many that did come out, there was at least 10, I would say, at least 10, 12, whatever came out did their couple laps got the crowd pumped up they went up the ramp and parked in the back and then somebody came over the intercom a little message on the board saying due to lightning please evacuate to shelter underneath one of the concourses so all of us got to move on back what are you thinking at this point cameraman cubby well, they were pretty serious about the whole get to somewhere safe. <laughs> they had all their security guards down there clearing the bleachers out, and they were making sure there wasn't a single soul that had the slightest chance to get hit by lightning. So when we, but when they did this, uh, when they evacuated us back up to shelter, they opened up the entire 100 level concourse. Not initially. Well, not initially. People, People made their way over through the bleachers to the other side. Then they opened it up. So by this point, we're right by the elevators. 
which don't open until four o'clock. We found that out after waiting this damn near two hour rain delay. We we waited that out. And food was not open on that side at all because they weren't expecting to open until four o'clock. Correct. Cubby, you remember the uh, very rude lady, the security lady, the Cheeto lady? I don't think there's anyone who can mention her better than what you will. Okay, so <laughs> this lady made me mad. So I go over and I'm they, they they come over the intercom and they say, okay, everybody can go, you know, you can use the ramps to get up to the club level. And I'm thinking, well. We're not in the club level, but the ramps go all the way up to the 300 level. Okay, before you say this, we missed the whole storm. Because this is after the initial sheets of rain come down on what would have been us in the bleachers. Correct. Yeah, it, it did rain, and it rained pretty good for... Well, there was probably close to two hours that we were stuck down there. Yeah, but the, the heavy, heavy rain lasted probably 20 minutes as they're displaying the continuous radar on the big screens which the jumbotron didn't look good so once all that passes and it's still it's still kind of raining a little bit um they come over the intercoms and they say okay you guys can go up to your you know you can go to the club level and we're looking at the other side of the stadium and there's people up in the third deck so i go over and ask these cameraman covey was with me and we go over and we ask these uh, these security guards, who all think that they're you know king shit. We go over to these security guards and we're like, hey, uh, they just said we can go up there. And the the one lady's like, no, I haven't gotten the okay yet. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. And then she's like, okay, yep, you guys can go. And I um, I turn around to like grab the rest of the group, and this lady looks at me. She's like, do you have club seats? And I'm like, well, no, I'm in the 300s, but they just said we could go up there. She's like, no, if you don't have club seats, you can't go. And she's like a big lady. He's like got a freaking end table as a gut. And she's sitting there resting her hands on it. And, you know, just she had the Cheeto grease on her fingers still. She was not a kind lady. I don't care. Caitlin's giving me a look like you're being rude. Well, she was rude. And after I said that, I was like, you know what? You don't have to be rude about it. And she just kind of like turned her nose up at me. You said that? Huh? You said that? The rude thing? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to be rude about it. And she just kind of, like, rolled her eyes at me. I'm like, I'm going to roll you like a bowling ball. Well, wouldn't have got you anyway. What's that, Cubby? You were really letting that lady have it once she, uh, once we started walking away a little bit. You were pretty fired up about her telling you not, like, that you can't go up there, I think. And at the end of the day, she was just doing her job, so I probably shouldn't have gotten mad. But the way she said, the the her demeanor was on a different level, and then my demeanor was right there with her after she started it. My face is turning red right now talking about it. Like I'm still mad at this lady. <clears throat> so then we finally get up to our seats, and we're about two and a half hours after when we were originally supposed to start. We get up to our seats, and they decide that they're going to change the schedule or the order of this stuff to um the high jump instead of the two-wheel skills challenge because of the condition of the track now i don't think that it really would have mattered after watching it but cubby what is your uh what's your summary of the two-wheel skills challenge or the, the the high jump challenge and 
what you think could have been done. And hindsight's twenty twenty. But how, how do you think that that whole competition part played out? You know, the two-wheel skills, count, two-wheel skills challenge, I mean, it sucked. That, that was really not impressive at all. We had no, buddy, buddy, we're talking about the high jump challenge first because we're going in order here. Oh, well, the high jump, I mean, I mean, I think they shouldn't have put a starting line in there. I think they should have just been able to hit it at their own will, if you say. I think that would have made a big difference, especially, you know, after the track officials went out and, and said, okay, well, here's the uh, here's the the track conditions. You know, even if they would have moved that starting line back, I think that would have helped. Or or give them like a give them a start line, or put a cone down where they can start at, but you can't start. You can start after the cone, but you can't start before the cone, kind of thing. Yeah, it would have been nice if they could add a little bit more run up because I do think they could have jumped a lot higher than what they did just due to the slight conditions on the track and not being able to get going as fast to because i think they anticipated it to be dry so i'm sure they figured they'd get a little more uh a little more of a start to hit the jump i think also that there was a obviously a lot of wait time with the storm but then between the time that they told us when we were going to start and when we actually start there was a lot of time that it wasn't raining that would have given the track officials time to work on that one track because they, they literally only used one track for that challenge. So doing something to help dry it out or put new stuff in there or whatever they would do, I think would have made a world of difference. I agree. I agree. So then right, oh, the, the winner of the high jump competition, <coughs> excuse me, the winner of the high jump competition was son of a digger, Ryan Anderson. Uh, for those of you that follow Monster Jam, um, the then the next challenge going in was and he did pretty handedly win. He did. He I think he was twenty eight feet. Yes, and he was the only one or the first one to actually hit the metal jump it, that they put in the mound. Everybody else was slipping off. So yeah, and he was saying, <coughs> God, he was saying that uh, a lot of them when they pulled up to the line they would go a little bit and then they would. Uh, then they would turn around or they'd back up and you know try and dry it out and he said that when he was first originally starting to get up to it he the the mud was causing him to miss it so he said when he went to start he purposely aimed his truck away from the ramp and he hit the ramp perfectly and yeah he definitely definitely won that one pretty easily i believe his height was 28 something is that correct i think that that's right yep so then after that one, they went right into the two-wheel skills challenge, and I'll let Cubby kind of explain what that competition was and what we saw. They can make any sort of an effort to get their truck on two wheels, and usually I think you get two or three, two or three attempts at doing this two-wheel challenge, but due to the last time to the rain, they were only giving them one attempt and eight trucks were in this challenge. And I'm pretty confident that seven of them did the exact same move or the exact same style to get onto two wheels. I think it was six. 
Because El Toro Loco tried to do the, the endo down the ramp, and then Son of a Digger tried doing the cyclone, and neither of those. Son of a Digger ended up rolling over, and El Toro Loco just stalled, or didn't get, after his first attempt, he was done. But other than that, the other six trucks all did the same exact thing, and I think only three or four of them actually, or no, only one or two of them actually were successful. Yeah, that sounds about right, it was not very impressive. They could have just as well skipped that. How about the... So now after the two-wheel skills challenge is done... What? What those six people tried to do was to back up the backflip ramp. Yeah, and then endo it. Get, get it on two wheels on the front and just kind of walk it. Right. And I believe the winner... Who won that? Was It, it wasn't Tom Mance. It wasn't... Uh, the 12-year-old. He's not 12. I don't even remember what truck was, that was. Um, it was Grave Digger. It was uh, not any of his kids. It was the other one. Oh, Tyler Manga? Yeah, Tyler. That's what it is. All right. So then, yeah, at this point, we, you know, we've already seen the two-wheel skills challenge. We've already seen the uh, the high jump. And the next thing that they did was the truck jump, where they, they broke a new Guinness World Record. They took one monster truck, lined nine monster trucks up side by side, and they jumped it with the other truck. And I think it was pretty cool, but what do you guys think? You know, it was cool to watch, and uh, but there was a whole lot of run-up and not a whole lot of stopping distance, and I mean... For anyone who hasn't seen a monster truck, it's very large. I mean, it's capable of going over most vehicles. So thinking of that sized vehicle trying to stop in a short distance, it doesn't work very well. Well, I mean, he stopped, but you could hear the crunch. The The video that I took, you can hear the crunch. They t- I wish they w- if they would have left the backflip ramp in. I think that would have been sweet, but I think the odds of, like, what if he doesn't hit that backflip ramp square? That's a lot of liability on their part. <laughs> the roll cages are pretty... I, think, I really think it would have been safer if they left the backflip back ramp, because then he wouldn't have had such a straight up and down object to drive that monster truck into. I think it would have been sweet if he would have landed the backflip after, after it. I agree. I do have to say, most of us sitting up in that 300s were pretty doubtful that the, he was going to make it over those nine anyway. We kept saying this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, Covey, what did you say? I said he probably should uh, try this on a different day when the track is dry and that that was not anything to do with the considerations they probably made. I was more talking about your uh, your quote that you said uh, right before he came down the ramp. When you said... I wish I remembered. There's not very many things that I would try and talk people out of. Oh, yes. There's not very many things I would try to talk someone out of, but that would have been one of them <laughs> that I would have probably told them that that's a bad idea. Which, hindsight, I mean, it... It turned out well. He did it successfully, and uh, he's a new world record holder now. My favorite part was that he put the, uh, they put his second truck 
on the end. So if he clipped a truck, it was his own truck that he was clipping. They did do that. Little, that's a little messed up. <laughs> All right. Two of his monster trucks. Yeah. Well, the other one might have been fine. It's kind of meant to run over vehicles. It's meant to do the running over, though. Yeah. So after the the or the the truck jump, then we move into racing, and I was kind of surprised by the fact that they didn't put any paint out on the track. They didn't do anything, and eventually they did come out and put a finish line down, but they didn't line the finish lines up. So one was like two feet farther in front of the other one. Really, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they weren't they weren't lined up. Two feet's probably an exaggeration. It was probably only like a foot, but you could definitely tell that they were not perfectly lined up. It actually probably was like two feet, but I think we were at like a little bit of the wrong angle to see the distance that they were truly apart because they weren't quite lined up perfectly with them. Yeah, and I don't. Do you remember who won racing? Ah, mm, uh, it was that. Uh, his name's Camden. Or so, Caden, Camden. Oh, was right it now? that that Velociraptor truck? Oh, yep. The red one. Yep. Yep. Okay. It was the vol- something oid. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was called. Shoot. But getting after after the the freestyle was or the the racing was done, then we got to the main reason that everybody was there, which was the Monster Jam freestyle. And overall, I think. It's kind of like if you go fishing on, like, a very popular lake or, you know, you're going hunting somewhere where it's supposed to be really good. You just have high expectations. And to me, I thought it was good, but I don't – it wasn't anything where I was like, wow, did you see that? My favorite part of the freestyle was watching Megalodon's backflip where he got, like, really, really high up there. You know, I agree. There was nothing – really in particular that like i mean the backflip that was really sweet he went extremely high and did that ramp extremely fast for trying to do a singular backflip but i agree there was nothing that happened at that monster jam show that screamed like world finals monster jam to me i would have to agree i feel like there wasn't anything that we saw there that we didn't or would not to have the potential to see even in Fargo. But I also don't... I wouldn't say I was disappointed. Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed at all. It just didn't meet my expectations. I mean, I think we definitely got our money worth. Um, you know, our tickets were 96 bucks, and we were there for 11 hours. With a big delay, but yes. Who won Freestyle. Uh, I don't remember. I know Megalodon was in first for a long time. Gravedigger, they didn't really do too well. Um, Max D didn't do very well. El Toro Loco didn't do very well. Um, That's another thing I was actually disappointed about was how many trucks didn't even finish their run. Like, didn't even finish half of their run because they rolled over so soon. Rolled over, broke an axle, popped a tire. We had the one that the tire fell off. Right. That was kind of disappointing to me. I mean, it was kind of cool to watch the impact and watch the tire come off, but 
Yeah, they, there wasn't really anything that stood out to me. I mean, and all the freestyle videos that you see of the World Finals, you're watching people do like cyclone donuts and backflips, and you know, there it seems like uh, Monster Mutt had a pretty good save. He had two good saves, mm-hmm. and he pretty much tore the whole body off of his truck. But uh, but overall, out of ten, we're gonna do two ratings here. Uh, the first one is how the Monster Truck Show was. Kate, you can go first. Zero to ten. How was the truck show itself? I would say with going into it with zero expectations, I would have said like a seven. It was entertaining, but like you said, it didn't it didn't blow my mind. There was no like real wow factor. Yeah. Cubby? Well, going into it with my expectations, I'd give it like a five or a six. That's fair. I was going to say five. Uh, being to, I've been to probably 20 or 21 monster truck shows, none of which being at that stage of the world finals, but uh, I would definitely give it a six. Um, all right, yeah. second. Oh, go ahead, Cub. If I took away like my expectations of being the world finals and just put it as like a normal show, then I'd probably go with like a seven or an eight at best. That's fair. How about the announcers? Yeah, those guys weren't great. I think they were fine, yeah. except for the one dude, the the tall, skinny guy, that every single thing that happened, he could have done it better, and he had a critiquing way of why it should be. And then he was also making me mad because he was talking crap about the fans and how they were scoring stuff. That's true. Nothing was ever good but enough yet, for that guy. That's probably one of the only shows that I've personally ever been to that, like, the like, – Fan favorite trucks didn't always have the highest scores. Yeah, that's correct. I think that's unreasonable score. I think that's because there were so many people. You know. I thought that was kind of nice that nobody had like an unfair advantage just due to the truck that they're in. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, and lastly, the venue on their crowd control before and after the event out of ten. Zero. Tubby? You know, I'd go with like a two. Maybe a three. Can you explain? Because I'm going to give him a zero as well. I mean, that's a lot of people rushing in and out of a stadium. The worst part was the parking. They had parking lots that had like almost random stuff in them that were just totally blocked off and the parking was pretty bad, but I mean, the people leaving and stuff, yeah, I mean, there was a gate in the way and stuff, but the one door, like Kate said, that was just, I mean, it was the monster truck run up, so I mean, that one was just taken away, so really, there was only one exit. But even with the one exit, and they didn't just leave a gate or a fence in the way, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't let you go through there. Like, they sent some lady back who tried to go through there. They were tunneling us, however many thousands people, through a 10-foot wide space. Like, And we all had to go the same direction, no matter where you were parked or where you were trying to go. It but was out back, the, the way out back that everyone was trying to go was, they had some fireworks, I guess, that were on display because they were going to do a fireworks show in the next day or two or whatever it was. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about before we even got out of the stadium. Right, but there was, like, the second way out that went out, like, towards the parking ramp that we wanted to go, you know? Like, between those fences. Yeah. That whole backside was blocked off just due to that firework. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, the layout of the fireworks being back there. It was pretty cool to walk out the way that we were forced to walk out to all the monster trucks parked within the fence. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. It was, I mean, overall, I would give it a, a, you know, like I said, probably like a 7 out of 10 for the overall experience. Um, I think they need to work on how it's ran. Um, I don't know, like I said, if that's the venue or if that's the Monster Jam. I would be super curious to talk to somebody who has been to other world finals because this was the first time they've ever had it in Nashville. Normally it's in Vegas. They have it in Vegas. They have it in Florida. Next year they're going out to L.A. They kind of go all over the place. So I'd be super curious to see if it was super different or if that's pretty much what to expect. I think that would alter my ratings, possibly. Cubby, do you have anything to say about the parking ramp experience once we got back in there? Yeah, I mean, you know, just follow the arrows, and if you're driving a truck with wheels that go out the fenders you probably shouldn't be near a parking ramp you should probably uh find something a little more wide vehicle friendly apparently that guy lived there and that like that's where he parks all the time yeah i don't know that that seems kind of surprising because he had very wide wheels on a truck going into very narrow spaces we did go into two parking garages while we were there, one on Friday night and Saturday night, and the one on Saturday night was significantly tighter than the first one, even to get into the ramp initially. That was sketchy, if you will. Yeah, it was a little bit of a tight fit, but that's all right. So yeah, and then we ended up leaving, drove home, got back to North Dakota around 5 o'clock, and then uh, went up to Akeley to our uh, camping spot and spent the rest of the fourth up there. So hopefully everybody had a good fourth. But since we're getting to the end of this one, it's time for our uh, question segment. Kate, you go first. You can't think. You just got to go. You can't. We don't need any more awkward silences on this one. Um, what's your go-to road trip snack? Can't ask that one. That was already asked. Favorite what? favorite truck snack was already asked. Shoot, road trip drink. That's an easy one, but that's fine. Mine would be uh, the Monster Zero, Zero, the Ultras, with the zero sugar. I like those. Copy. You know, I was gonna say just the White Monster as well, but I'm gonna go with Sunny D. You just can't go wrong with Sunny D. That's fair, Kate. Um, I'd say Gold Peak Raspberry Tea. All right, all right. Cubby, you got a question? Oh, we all have a question? Everybody's got a question, buddy. Wow. Um, all right. If you got a random $1,000 right now, what are you going to buy? You can't pay bills with it. You have to go buy something. What are you getting? Um, shopping spree. New clothes. That's an easy answer. Sorry. Wait, what are you getting? I said shopping spree, some new clothes. 
You're going for clothes. So it's thousand dollars. You're going to buy clothes or shoes or something. I don't know. I don't like going first. All right, mine would be uh, new axles for the razor. Oh, that's a good one. You have a thousand dollars, Nick. That's like two hundred. Uh, yeah, per axle. There's four of them. All right. What about you, Cubby? Right, you know, I think I'm gonna go buy a short-barreled AR. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Nicholas, your turn. Why do you want one? I got a buddy that has one, and it's just a sweet gun to shoot. That's fair. That's fair. All right, going on a road trip like we just went on. Would you rather drive all the way through? Say it's you and one other person. You driving all the way through, or are you stopping and staying at a hotel? I'll go first. I'm driving all the way through. Um, if you're my other partner, we're driving all the way through. Kobe? I I agree. Going all the way through, unless there's like a nice where a nice place to stay at the halfway point. Then I'd think about stopping, but if it's not like some fancy nice place that like I've wanted to stay at, I'm going all the way through. That's fair. Well, like I said earlier, guys, this was a nice uh, kind of a bonus episode. We're still going to launch our normal episode here this week, so you'll probably be here. I'm going to probably set this one up to release on Tuesday, and we'll do another one on Wednesday. The tip of the week? Yeah. We already said that. Oh. Buy your parking pass before you go to events like this. Yes, that's a good one. Also, put deodorant in the car on a road trip. Okay, I didn't think it smelled in there. I think it did. It smelled like a damn locker room. You guys got anything to close out with? Um, Hopefully, everybody's having a good summer. It's crazy that it's already like half over, so wear your sunscreen. <laughs> this is your second tip of the week. Cubby? Um, I just hope everyone starts hitting the trails hard because, as Kate said, summer's getting close to being over, and I hope the fish are biting. Alrighty. Well, that's going to do it for this time. Uh, keep an eye out on the Instagram, the Facebook, uh, I would say YouTube, but we're not very good at putting videos out there. Uh, Cameraman Cubby just bought a new toy, and I think we're going to throw an Instagram post up tomorrow for new toy tuesday so cubby you want to tell everybody what you got i went to rozo minnesota and picked a 2019 kx 250 up cubby you want your task for the evening now oh boy hit me with it you got to go out with the dirt bike and take some sunset pics with it so we can put it up on instagram tomorrow some sunset pics i might be able to hunt some of those down <laughs> Alrighty, well, thanks again for listening, guys, and uh, we appreciate the support. Remember to keep an eye out on the Instagram for uh, the link and our new merch. There's still plenty of that out there, and uh, that's going to do it for this time. So until next time, we'll get back to you. <laughs>